Welcome to Manager Tools. Negative feedback pushback examples. Part one. This cast answers these questions. How can I overcome pushback when I give negative feedback? What are some common examples of feedback pushback? How should I handle negative responses to negative feedback? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Here we go. There's creation and then there's maintenance. We create relationships via one-on-ones while we're rolling out the Trinity. And once we've completed that process, we're in the maintenance phase, which means we need to make sure that we keep working at our relationships via one-on-ones. And it can be hard to stay on track to keep working. Entropy is always against us, which is why we recommend Roadmap. It allows you to track, to maintain, to nurture those relationships. It's how we measure and it's how we manage. Get Roadmap with a personal license or an on-site EMC. Mark, we've said it uh, many, many times. Um, <laughs> we are all, I say all of us, are a little defensive when it comes to negative feedback. Even though, well, hopefully we've been told it's coming, right? Hopefully we'll talk about that in a, in a while. But even if we, we know it's coming, it's just, it just happens. And folks, if you're a manager who, have not, who has not used the Manager Tools feedback model yet, don't worry. You'll get pushed back. And it's easy. It's really easy to handle. So um, what are we going to talk about today, dude? Yeah, so we've got some simple examples of how to respond. That's all it is. We we get asked all the time, Kate and Sarah and I get asked all the time in the field. People love our example podcasts. And we get, after public conferences, when we open it up to open Q&A, we get, well, what would you have said in this situation? A lot of the times, it's it's that a manager has described what happened emotionally, through the lens of intent, through the lens of motivation, uh, through the lens of sabotage or traitorous, or you must be, you know, guessing at people's intent and so on. And, and, uh, and so we help them translate that into behavior, which is much less problematic for most people. But um, we get a lot of questions about examples. And so um, these questions in many cases come from managers who have never used the model, and don't understand one of Horstman's laws, which is never introduce a change to how you're going to uh, manage people without first taking the time to introduce that change to them. The briefing, which we'll talk about in a second, can fundamentally change how people respond to your uh, to your managerial behaviors. And um, we've discovered that when you brief them, some of the tension goes down also, after you've done it 50 times, it goes away. But if you don't know that and you're listening to the model for the first time, managers go, oh, my gosh, why, you know, my directs do these things when I give them feedback. And I say, yeah, you know, by the way, mine, do, do, mine did too for years and years, and I'm not necessarily a better manager than you naturally. I have tools. I use the tools that we recommend, obviously. But, but yeah, that's true. And as I've said to many groups for years, we're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, there's a better way. You don't try to manage a hundred million dollar project using post-it notes, right? You could, but it'd make it way harder and you'd get way stuff wrong. Um, the joke of the project manager who has a notebook with a thousand slips of paper sticking out of it is, you know, it's a classic. It's almost a Dilbert-esque kind of image. Same thing here. All of us don't have, we don't have tools 
outside of manager tools on how to manage, how to deliver these kinds of things. And the feedback tool, the model fundamentally changes the responses you get from directs, but they will still be used to responding in their old way. And so you'll get some pushback, but the model reduces it and you practicing and knowing how to handle some of them and not escalating them further uh, will make things go well. So before we go outline, I just <laughs> got to say this. I, I hate to, I hate to do this, but I worry a little bit sometimes when we, ha- we get new listeners, hundreds of list- new listeners every single week. And I fear that the first thing they hear us talking about is negative feedback. And they conclude in their mind, because they've heard us before, um, that our advice is go around just giving everybody nothing but negative feedback. Okay, folks, that's not what we recommend. Yeah. We, matter of fact, if you roll out the managed tools trinity, which feedback is a part of it, you will do nothing but positive feedback for weeks and weeks. And even when you start giving negative feedback. But, but wait, 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 Mike, that's also not true because that implies that that's what comes first. And that's not what comes first. What comes before that is 12 weeks of one-on-ones. True. Yeah. And both during one-on-ones and one-on-ones in positive feedback, we recommend that managers not use the feedback model to deliver negative feedback. Right. And one-on-ones, folks, is all about establishing relationships. So you're working months on establishing a relationship before you start giving even positive feedback. And then after weeks of positive feedback comes negative feedback. So don't hear in this manager tool says just that the secret to management is going around and telling everybody what they're doing wrong. Yeah. What we're saying here is for those of you who have rolled out the Trinity appropriately, announced it to your team, briefed the team, started one-on-ones, done one-on-ones for 12 weeks, not even hinted at a new way of talking about performance, all off giving feedback. And then after 12 weeks of one-on-ones, briefing your team again, and then giving positive feedback for only eight weeks and continuing with whatever technique you used to use when one of your directs messed up, which for the vast majority of managers is nothing at all. When you do get to negative feedback, and we make no apologies for the fact that you won't do that for 20 weeks, 12 weeks plus eight weeks, uh, we make no apologies because the data say overwhelming. It takes that long for people to get used to one-on-ones and the feedback model before you can start giving them negative feedback. And if you think that our guidance here, to make Mike's point a little differently, is that all you have to do is be able to handle these kinds of objections when you start rolling out feedback naked, like a naked bootleg with nobody in front of you, no (laughs) one-on-ones, no positive feedback, no briefings. If you think this will help you, it will, but only in the sense that uh, one glove will help you in a rainstorm. You know, you need an umbrella and a raincoat. So one glove is not going to be enough. Okay, so here's our outline. The first thing we're going to do is remind everybody to be proactive. And then we're going to give you three examples. What happens when your direct wants to explain why they did what they did? And my favorite one of that is the word just. If they say just, I was just so-and-so, that means they're explaining why. Um, Secondly... They flatly disagree with you, and we call that the the you're wrong uh, situation. I'm I'm saying to you, you're wrong. It didn't happen that way, um, which may or may not be true, but it doesn't matter. And then the third is, I don't know how. Uh, the reason I got it wrong was because I, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, so let's talk first about proactivity. 
we hear from a lot of managers about pushback to negative feedback. A good portion of them, and we did not know this until we started training this stuff years ago, a good portion of them have never used the model before, and they're pushing back strong. And I always joke that, wait a minute, you've never done this before. How would you know? Oh, well, that's because my people push back that way with me. I said, but you're not doing it right. You know you're doing it wrong. Well, you know, but still they push back. I said, I just asked you for an example, and you were rude and condescending and mean and even a little bit threatening. Do you not think that all of the things that you've been doing are causing your directs to respond the way they do? Or are you saying that it doesn't matter what you do, they're going to respond that way, which, by the way, ought to, is a pretty serious indictment on your team, dude. Yeah, apparently they're just children. They're little, they're little, th- little things you just pat their head with, with your hand. Yeah. Uh, but without going into the detail of all that and following the logic till it's, till it's root cause, here's what we've learned. Overwhelmingly, we are far more likely to get pushback when directs have not been briefed on the manager tools feedback model. If you don't tell your people what they're, what you're going to do, explain the model, explain why you're doing it the way you're doing it, what the purpose of the model is versus how they've been managed before. If you don't do that, you're much more likely to get pushback in their old way of thinking because they think this is just like all the other managers they've ever had. And they've had a lot of terrible managers. And so they, yeah. they look at you as one of their historically bad managers, and then they they, they make all sorts of assumptions about what you're doing. Yeah. Our directs bring to their relationship with us all of their previous bad, as Mike says, manager relationship. Um, the sad state of managerial effectiveness today, I, I would like to say outside of the manager tools world, means that many managers, including Mike and I years ago, make tons of mistakes about correcting their directs. Our directs? Guys have been given lots of reasons, legitimately, to feel fear or feel attacked or feel offended by feedback, actually by performance communications from managers who don't know what they're doing. All of us managers know we have to give some form of performance communications beyond just the annual review, unless we want our annual review to be a mess. You know, most managers don't know how. One of the classic errors related to that is if I don't know how, but I know I have to, and I want to reduce my own frustration, fears, uncertainties, and so on, I end up only giving negative feedback to my directs. When we say feedback in the field, you can feel the tension in the room. Most managers and directs associate the word feedback with negative feedback. Some of the engineers say, oh, it's because of sound. No, it's not. It's because all your previous bosses only gave you performance communications when you messed up. And frankly, they waited too long. And so now you had messed up and there's a pattern and you are in trouble. You have been conditioned, the vast majority of us, that when our boss is going to talk to us about our performance, it's going to be negative and it's going to be portentous in some way. Now, look, some managers go, well, look, why would I give positive feedback when that just means that direct is doing his or her job? I mean, I don't, I don't need to praise him for that, but that's stupid. 
Okay, I, I don't I don't tend to go there very often, but it's galactically stupid. Well, galactically Essentially, stupid, not yeah, just it stupid. Is. It's it's galactically stupid, and I and I'll tell you why because it's blatantly, brazenly an attempt for the manager to do whatever the hell he or she wants, and it's wrong. Okay, our data show overwhelmingly, and everybody who hears this will agree with it. Directs who get only negative feedback feel that their boss is only looking for their mistakes. Remember, folks, remember the horseman middleman test. Whatever you're wanting from your boss, your directs are wanting from you. So are you getting enough positive feedback? I'm not talking praise. I'm not talking pats in the back. I'm not talking about generic smiles and, hey, good week, guys. I'm talking about specific behavioral communication about your performance in a specific model. And do you also then get negative feedback as well? I would argue that if you're not getting positive, there's a bit of a tension between in your mind relative to your boss because he or she only gives you negatives. And so therefore, you know, I could never win. You know, if I were perfect, maybe I would get a perfection badge or something. And and people feel untreated unfairly when this has happened because the vast majority of things that most people do every day is are good. And the reason you know that is they haven't been fired and organizations continue to putter along. Uh, even if they don't grow, if they're not dying, okay, it's, most people are doing something good. But you begin to start feeling, if all you hear is negative feedback, that the only thing that's being noticed are the negatives. And there's no appreciation for the positives. In fact, it's managers that in the mind of the direct who ends up going south are to blame in part because the manager simply says, I don't need to praise you. I'm only going to correct you. When you need to be correcting. That's why I'm paying you. Problem is that would create human behavior that's, you know, uh, asymptotic to the point where you'd never get there. And it just gets, uh, it's horrible. The math is horrible. Melbourne, Australia. How are you going? We've moved our Australian location from Sydney this year in order to bring our guidance even closer to you. Mark himself will be presenting and we'd love to have you join us at our inaugural Melbourne event. You can register online today at manager-tools.com forward slash training. Catch you later. Further, many managers, I know if you're listening to this, you know this, but but many managers don't know that using a negative or a threatening or a forceful tone, when combined with the role power that you coveted in your last job but have gotten used to in this job, will naturally engender some sort of fear response in our direct. Now, managers say this all the time. Well, they shouldn't fear me. Should being a stupid word. Yeah, they could say, well, that's not logical. you know. But guys, human beings aren't purely logical. The fact that we're right, okay, we're technically correct in doing what we're doing. And, this, and folks, this is especially true among you technically inclined managers. If we think we're right, when we talk to our directs, they're going to perceive that we think that they are wrong. Now, if you're talking to a high D or a high C, logical, rational, factual, linear direct of yours, that's a big threat. Someone in power thinks I'm wrong and I get up every day and my first rule is don't be wrong. To the point where don't be wrong means I'd rather do nothing and get in trouble for doing nothing than doing the wrong thing. And if I don't know what the right thing is, everything else is wrong. Now, you may disagree with that. Maybe you're not a high C, but that's how many of them think. 
And if all you do is give them negative feedback, you're the one that's limiting productivity, not them. And we can go further. Too many managers know that we have to give feedback, but nobody's ever told them, we've already talked about this, that so much of management is built on trust. And so they haven't spent any time developing it. And we, you know, many managers assume, well, they should trust me because of my role power. Well, trust and power generally don't go together initially. It can be connected, but it takes hard work. And you can argue about that. It shouldn't be that way. That's not how people should respond. And you can do that all day long. And, you know, see if people should pay you what you think you should be paid. Don't hold your breath. Um, Look, bottom line. Directs are predisposed, in most cases, to be defensive, even though, and this bugs managers enormously, I hear this all the time, uh, many of them, and us too, as managers say, we want more feedback. We, I mean, virtually everyone tells us all the time, we want more feedback, and they say it all the time in organizational surveys. People, Companies hire us and say, oh, the survey says everybody wants more feedback. <laughs> Okay, that there are two things related to that. That doesn't mean managers want to give it because they're afraid. And secondly, that doesn't mean the directs will necessarily respond to it very well. Well, why would they want something that they would they would not respond well to? That's like saying no to an ice cream cone. Yes, sometimes we're all petulant and it happens. And we're all insecure. And power and threat makes that insecurity pop to the surface. It happens. Um Regardless of whether or not people tell you they want more feedback, very few people that we know are prepared to live in a world of high-frequency feedback. NFL players are, Major League Baseball, Major League Basketball. It's nonstop. But I would argue that if you started getting high-frequency feedback, you'd become a world-class manager. So the biggest thing we've learned over the years that a manager can do to proactively, essentially, is to tell directs how we're going to be giving them feedback, walk them through the model, why the model is that way, and why we'll be using it. That's why when we talk about rolling out the manager tools feedback model, we urge you to brief your team altogether, not individually, about what you're going to say in the model, how you're going to say it, and what the purpose is. And look, The purpose of negative feedback is not to punish or cause fear of what might happen if they do, if your direct makes a mistake again. And even when we start giving feedback in the model, even when we do try to give more positive feedback, directs are going to take a while to realize that our delivery and our intent are not threatening, again, because of their past managers or the fact that they were in school. So brief your team, tell them the model. Give examples like the ones here. I mean, take the energy, some some of the the retribution energy out of the discussion with them by giving them these examples and say, look, this could happen. You're going to feel like you want to say this. And guys, here's what I'm going to say. And hopefully you'll realize there's a good reason for it. And you don't need to push back. There's no need for it. Tell them, remind them over and over again. The purpose of feedback is to encourage more effective behavior in the future. We're not attacking the past. We're not really even discussing the past. It's getting mentioned, just like one team gets mentioned in a discussion about another team. Okay, It's mentioned, but it's not the purpose of the conversation. 
Now, look, we're not saying this will make the problem of pushback go away. It will lessen the amount of pushback you get. It'll lessen it because it will reduce that fear and defensiveness response that directs clearly have learned. They're smart people. They've learned coping mechanisms from their previous less well-intended, uh, well-trained, uh, well-podcasted managers. Um, and, and as I mentioned, don't assume that a less experienced professional, somebody just out of school, won't feel defensive. Maybe they haven't had a bad manager doing feedback poorly, but they weren't getting any professional-level feedback in school either. And they're going to be insecure about their professional abilities if they're just starting out their career. Okay, enough about briefing, yeah? We're going to talk about today. Who's our, who's our special uh, licensee this week? Our special licensee is Chris Kapiser, has been with us since, uh, I think, 07? Uh, yeah, March of 07. So a long, long time, continuously from March of 07. There have been some people, we had hundreds of people sign up the very first day, but they haven't stayed licensees. We've lost, I think, I've gotten at least 50 notes in the last 15 years from people who had retired as a licensee and say, can I... Can I save the 200 bucks a year? I don't really think I need this stuff anymore. I really like it. It's great. In fact, it reminds me of, it's like reading the Wall Street Journal one guy wrote. I'm like, that's pretty good. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. But he said, no, I don't, I don't, I'm never going to manage anybody ever again. One guy said, and I'm happy about that. Um, yeah. So Chris, thank you for being a loyal part of our community for 12 years. 12 years doesn't happen as much anymore as it used to and it ought to. So we appreciate the loyalty, and we hope we keep, we keep earning it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll finish this one up in the following week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs> <laughs>